1: Hi, I'm Dino Tripotas. Shakespeare said to thine own self be true and then talk about it on stage. Yeah, he didn't say that last part. But tonight, comedian Kenny Mock joins us and we will talk about what makes for good stand-up. That and a whole lot more tonight on Whiskey Business. <laughs> Peter and welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey as uh, we get ready to tape yet another fun episode tonight. Kenny Mock will be joining us in just a little bit. Comedian Kenny Mock, I've known him a long time. Um, today was a day I I went to uh, physical therapy today. I've messed up my knee in the last few months and I finally couldn't take it anymore and I finally went to a professional And uh, he suggested that we attempt some physical
0: therapy. You're used to therapy, but not physical therapy. Yeah, mental therapy. (laughs) Yeah, I have worn out (laughs)
1: therapists over the years. I I can't do anything else for you. There's nothing else we can do. You're going to have to take it to (laughs) physical therapist. But physical therapy. That's new, all right. And here's one of the things he said to me as we uh, did an evaluation. He said to me, wow, you're really strong. And I thought to myself, I have to immediately find a new physical therapist because obviously this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> because, and, and here's the other thing, too. I went dressed for physical therapy, at least what I thought should be dressed. I wore gym shorts and, and a T-shirt. And there are some people that should not wear certain shoes, right? Anytime I wear, you got some titties on, pairs with Nikes. It looks like I stole them. Like <laughs> I don't. There's the, the, these aren't the shoes that I. I'm not comfortable in gym shoes, Kenny. Yeah, they kind I of jacked up.
0: Socks
2: and the tread looks good. It looks actually looks brand new on the back. <laughs> right, right. That's how much they've been used. I, my
1: feet actually felt foreign in them. So, uh, so the bottom line is.
2: Are those out of the ladies' section? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is a small feat. (laughs) They're
1: they're, uh, uh, a men's 11, but a lady's 13 and a half. (laughs) Uh, My point being is, at some point, I will take this experience from my physical therapy and whatever is to come in the weeks to come, and I will find some way to craft it and use it on stage, which is why I even told that story, because to me... That is what my favorite standup is all about. Taking your own life experiences and maybe exaggerating them or finding the funny in them, uh, despite some of the tragedy that might be involved in them or despite whatever else might be involved in them and translating that to the stage so people can hear it and potentially relate to it. That's not everybody's way on standup. And Kenny Mock <laughs> is the reason I told that story because Kenny, I think you, as your career started to progress, you started to do that. Yeah. You started to translate what goes on in your life and uh and 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 present it in a very humorous fashion on stage.
2: So And the only reason I did that, even though it he won't probably take the credit for it, was because of Dino. Oh, no. Yeah, really? Yes. No, i will not I take the credit for it. You should take the credit for it, because simply like, I had a, so many conversations with Dino, and I was doing like, just mediocre vanilla stuff in the beginning. Like anything I thought that I saw on TV or something right. like they were talking about. But then I talked to Dino, it was a general conversation just about my family, and he said, you should be talking about that. And and I said I took it to heart because I I mean I respected Dino I and mean, he was a, he's a great comedian so I started writing this stuff down
1: and so. then I took uh, I think somewhere between sixty and eighty dollars from him because it was throwing a puppy <laughs> <out> downstairs <laughs> I said <laughs> well, that was true <laughs> that was true uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lesson here and you just paid for it <laughs> I got a straight I got a full house sorry <laughs> um, You're no but no them. no because and and, and and I won't take credit for it because here's what happened that night in the poker room is that you started to tell these stories as, as we, as we do down in poker, it's not even about poker. It's about having a drink and cards is just Just the vehicle. Mm -hmm. And it's more about the camaraderie around that poker table. And uh, I invited Kenny to play that night because he said he liked to play poker. And he started to tell these stories. And I sat there and I'm like, I'm listening to these stories and we're laughing and he's telling he them. He is funny. He, no, 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 no. He was always funny. That's, funny. That's
3: funny. That's funny.
1: Because you say you were doing very vanilla humor. And and yeah, uh, in hindsight, probably so. But you were funny. You were doing right. stuff. But you were doing what a lot of us did early on in our careers. We did what we thought we were supposed
0: to like do pop culture stuff. as
1: comedians. We right. were looking at the formula as to what we should talk about and what's pop culture and there's a lot of comedians who've made a lot of money focusing on pop culture and being current but when you sat down there that night and you started telling these stories about your family about all the kids about your father and uh, and, and so forth and they were told so naturally and so wonderfully and so poignantly mm-hmm. and more importantly, so honestly, that's when I said, what the fuck are you doing?
2: <laughs> he did, d- tell, yeah. d-
1: tell, tell that Tell that stuff on stage.
2: But I didn't think anyone was funny. I'm just talking to him like, hey, this is what happened in my life. Like, oh, my dad can't read. But he uh, he could not read. We didn't know he's illiterate. He just still chose to read his bedtime stories at nighttime. And he would never read any words. He would look at the pictures and <laughs> make up his own like damn story you know, yeah. every time. Like, <laughs> you guys didn't know? Yeah, we were like, okay, well, Goldilocks was different. Like, <laughs> I mean, different story. Like, it was a completely different story. Story. That's the, I've heard that story
3: uh, a, a
1: hundred times. but Every time funny. you start to tell it, I just <laughs> I, I, I I envision that. And 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 there's and there's and and when you first started, I know it was awkward
2: for you. It was. I was scared. You were scared. Yeah. yeah. You were scared. Why were you scared? um because i think it was i wasn't uh i was afraid of what, what people would really think about me like on stage like and i knew it was authentic but it was like it was part of me that like i had to really dig down and, and i'm basically opened up my chest to be viewed by everyone mm-hmm. instead of just basically doing some vanilla comedy that i could have seen on the street but it was like my personal personal life so when that, you open up that
1: arm and you bleed a little bit of your life on stage there might be you i know what you're saying there's some fear like Don't get your blood on me. I don't care about your family. Right. Talk talk about.
2: The, the Taco Bell, and or, right. or, or or something else that whatever's going on. And rejection
0: or, probably is a little stings a little bit more.
2: It does, and it, I I didn't think anybody related to it, but right, it, I, I right, was right. I was totally wrong. How many people actually related to it? by have just having a big family, like right. you know, with eleven siblings growing up, like in like an inner city, and yeah.
1: And their story might not be the same, <laughs> same. as yours, but they can there 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 are certain things that just click in people's heads. He comes from a big family. I have a big family. I know what went on in my big family. It's not the same as his big family, but. Let me hear your stories right about the family and i remember i remember when you started doing that and i remember how it felt a little oh. awkward and uncomfortable but i was in the back one yay yeah! <laughs> yay kenny yay!" and 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 now it, it's
2: almost it's you every- can't think of doing anything else, no right, I right? Lo- and i love talking about it now it's like you know it, it feels like I, i'm naked if i don't talk about it on stage yeah. so i it's like hey are
1: there, are there any stories that uh you're afraid to tell That you're maybe you're somebody in the family would not take in the right way but uh, you said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna always, go for
2: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's like still a couple. Like, yeah. I mean, I still really haven't. I mean, I, I'll do it just because of on the pockets, man. <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't talk about my dad's extended family like we, which we well, didn't okay. know that he had an extended family and then how we found out it was an extended family because you know yeah,
3: yeah
1: an extended how many kids in your family uh with my, in, in, in your and your actual family oh, not your my, dad's extended family your yeah family. it's 11 it's 11, 11 yeah and your father found the time
2: to extend past 11. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, well, it, well, I guess he wasn't under, he was under the curfew still if you think about out. <laughs> before midnight so <laughs> it's like there's, there's two sides of me they go
1: they go that i'm shocked and like damn <laughs>
2: yeah. why you know. stop at 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's like
2: but you always want i never understood it like i still don't understand why would somebody want to have that many kids or maybe just wasn't thinking okay i'm just i'm just in it just to do it and, and then right. yeah just making them and You just maybe just enjoy making babies so that's, that's a lot of energy though. that's a lot of energy, lot of energy and, of and energy.
1: just one very <laughs> potent man he probably could just Sweat on somebody and get them (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Hansberry, we got a little business to do in the middle of all this. And I'll introduce our our guest bottle for this evening, which was presented to me at the uh, Last Realtor Standing Affiliate Edition that Kenny and his comedy... uh, his comedy student was a part of, and they gave me this lovely bottle. So thank you. We're, we're enjoying it this evening. I'll tell you a little bit about it after you all do right. some of the business.
0: You talk, I will pour. You got it. Whiskey Business is the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Um, if you haven't already, yeah, hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating and uh, write a review there. Because every time you do that, it helps other podcast enthusiasts find us. You know, the, the algorithm, uh, you know. Works, I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks. So Thank you for doing that. If you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, did you know that this is uh, a, a videotaped? Uh, a videotaped? Is that what you still say these days? Yeah, I say it. I, say it. I videotape. You know, we got a YouTube channel, uh, yeah. "Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis," uh, uh, produced and edited by John Whitney. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And he he does he does the raw uncut. Podcasts, yeah. like I'll cut stuff out of the audio, but he leaves like unless you yeah, say something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do not want to. Unless you have out. some
1: podcast remorse, yeah. that's what we call it. Oh, since we are taping, it if you have anything, we call podcast remorse. After we're done, you go,
3: hey, hey, Dean,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it is the cancel culture. <laughs> sure. It is, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Ah, which, uh which, which, that's that's a good segue, Hansbury. Uh, you didn't get any yet, oh, no,
0: Uh real quick. Uh, oh, okay. WhiskeyBusinessPod uh, whiskey uh, dot com yeah, is our uh, our website. Thanks to the Evergreen Podcast Network, uh, our parent company, and uh, we're on all the social medias, so hit us up. Thank you, guys.
1: Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I just poured an extra glass. Is it okay to say that your girl's here tonight? Yeah, Is it all right? Because mm-hmm. she just asked for some whiskey. That's a, that's, that's a, that's a keeper, man. Yeah, she's okay. That's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a keeper. <laughs>
0: gonna
1: it's that. a keeper. podcast remorse already? It's going to be a long ride home. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> um uh, the bottle yeah the guest bottle is uh, a yellowstone this is for their hand collection something that they started doing this is a single barrel bottle of yellowstone and it uh this is an ohio liquor
0: this is a state pick that and it has nothing together. to do with the tv show i was no. excited i thought it was like no it has Kevin nothing to Costner's, do with it. no uh, no sweat no this has got
1: nothing to do with Yellowstone. it's 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 coincidental Man. That that show started to pop up, but this is uh right. from the Limestone Branch Distillery, and it's 104 proof. It is a single barrel. You can so tell. it's got a little kick it hot?
0: to it. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: little hot? No, it isn't. Is it? Ooh, is I'm it? a lightweight though, but um.
1: Do yeah. you drink whiskey normally? Because when I said, are you are going to drink some whiskey with us on the podcast? You said, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm a, well, are, are you one of
1: those? Yeah, I'm in. And then like, oh,
2: damn. Yeah, uh, yeah gotta, I'm one of those. I got to drink whiskey. <laughs> when in Rome. Uh, but i wanted to try it. So, I mean, it's good. I mean. um,
1: So, so what do you think? Oh, you, how do you feel? How do you, you think it tastes? Do you think it's strong? Do you think it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> these guys have a little bit more of a sophisticated nose and palate over the almost 200 bottles that we've had on the show. Ooh, it's sweet, up front. sweet up front. Nice,
2: mm-hmm. very
1: good.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. nice little bit of fruity palate. Right, not much, not, not, not much of a burn. It's okay. Don't I, like it. Uh
0: it's burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's a little bitter on the on the finish. Um, but I don't I don't See, mind I didn't it. I think
1: it's, the finish was very long.
0: Yeah, not very long. Not a very uh, long finish. Short, but finish. it is sweet up front. Yeah, uh,
2: sweet up front. Th- a yeah. little
0: oaky. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: can you little, describe those terms to me When you say the finish What does like, all that, what that, do that it mean What
0: does it taste like when, when you're done yeah. drinking when you're
1: done, it. When it Once it goes down your throat And kind of gets into your chest A little bit How long is that, is that finish Staying with you uh, the, That sip of whiskey How long does it stay with you Does it hug you Does it go away quickly so oh, it's hugging. We said, we said yeah, time. I'm a, yeah. I'm in a sleeping bag right now. Everything's <laughs> 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 hugging hard. We, we, think, we think it's a it's a it's a nice finish, but a short one. It doesn't doesn't stick around too long.
2: Was, it's sticking.
1: There have been some finishes that yeah. just go in and just like, oh
2: man. Is that is that is good, good or bad?
0: That's good. Uh, it depends call, on what kind of mood you're Kintu- in. It's
1: Kintu- called the Kentucky hug. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If it, if it's bourbon from Kentucky, um, and this I also picked up a little molasses on that. A little. Did you
0: already taste this? Yeah.
1: Mm. Hmm. So you, you went down and you chose helped choose the choose. I did not right? choose this oh, one. Okay. I did not
0: choose this one. No, 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 no. It's good. I'm, I, I think as as the ice, you know, as it mellows, I'm going to get more flavor
2: out of it. That's so, so, so is there a rating system on the whiskey? Is no, that we just said no just, rating.
0: Whether we, we you
3: know
1: we we never claim nah, to be no. whiskey experts on this mm-hmm. show. We just like whiskey. Oh, and the podcast, like we say in the beginning, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. The only thing we try to do on this show is have a different bottle every episode and we've done that successfully what bottle is this? whatever this, this, this
0: has got to be getting close to 200 mm-hmm. yeah we're getting Whoa. yeah the only rating system is if we drink it or not yeah and we, we like i don't i don't not. think we've never we've had drank
1: no, we, we've drank all the whiskey <laughs> we've had some shit whiskies <laughs> on, uh, on the show but nobody's nobody's you know we're, we're not we're not beholding to anybody in respects to the particular bottle so Yes, if, if someone were, if Yellowstone were paying us right now, we'd say, that shit? Yeah. Yeah. "Next <laughs> week, next week we'll be drinking Yellowstone again." This makes Kevin Costner will, look like I ben will pour myself out for a whiskey sponsor. Yes, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs>
2: Has anybody ever reached out for to you for
1: no, whiskey? We've gotten close. We've got we've a few things.
0: Ah. one we we have a we got to pick our own whiskey over at Watershed. Oh, okay. So right. they, they got did they that? got a, a whiskey yeah, business what? whiskey at, at Watershed. So we got uh, we got some partners here in town. Yes,
1: but until then, we're just going to keep trying new whiskey. There's a Japanese whiskey up there that's way uh, yeah, to debut and I like I'm, that. And uh, 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 see, you were talking about cancel culture. Yeah, I keep thinking that. And and then and Kenny, I, I want you to, to definitely chime in. I keep thinking that when I get the Japanese whiskey, I would need the the proper guest for the Japanese whiskey. And is it wrong for me to want to have somebody of Asian mm. descent that loves whiskey that could talk about the whiskey? Is yeah, is you know, that
2: racial? It's a slippery slope. Dino. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> That's very slippery, Dino. That's is, very it, is slippery. Is it racial? Yeah, that is. You're is it, basically <laughs> I mean, that's it's almost a, like if it was a black bottle, you were like, "Hey, we got this black dude. We're coming in, and we uh, 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 to make sad. sure that he." Because that's a black
1: bottle. You're saying <laughs> I need a black guy if I'm gonna drink a black bottle. That's stupid. <laughs> that,
2: that's stupid.
3: <laughs> but if it's, a, if, it's, if it's somebody
1: who's educated on, on, on Japanese whiskey and happens to be Japanese,
2: uh, you're going with the educational route. Part of it, saying, yeah, fuck yeah." Uh, like, <laughs> he's, he's hiding behind yeah, the yeah, scholarly. Yeah, American that's all.
1: <laughs> and uh, but uh, but that but uh, but then again that's exactly what I'm afraid of. Oh, because I'm Japanese, you had to have Japanese whiskey. No, well, kind
3: of. But then again, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that backfired. She <laughs> you know, a I you don't really, yeah, know. that is a very slippery yeah. slope. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, do you ever?
1: Do you ever? Do you ever catch yourself? Do you ever think at times? Uh, this is what I that that, that we. I don't care black white brown whatever unintentionally racist like you don't even know you're being racist
2: and i'm talking about I, what I'm talking I know about. what i'm being racist <laughs> so
1: oh, so you know
2: yeah i do know uh, yeah i don't you know what do you know i have to change that yeah i don't know what i'm being racist I no mean, no i mean it's I honest. could be bias i mean i could be biased about something what is, what it, is, it, is it, the difference
1: between bias and sometimes don't those lines blur anymore
2: I told you there'd be
0: some tough
1: questions. Oh, that's yeah. that's,
2: pretty, that's pretty deep. Uh, yeah, I mean, cause, yeah, I could be biased about certain things. Uh, like if I'm playing basketball, I'm not gonna take the first white dude. I, I tell you that. I, unless I, I show you, up. Yeah. Uh, well, he's taught it. Taught yeah, but you're usually you. gonna show up with like the wristbands and all that stuff, and the new shoes and high socks. He's gonna look like a basketball player, but he, those are the ones that why can't you can't play. Why wouldn't you pick the first, first white, white guy
1: that showed up? Because you would think that you were doing it
2: out of obligation or because. What? I don't understand that. I don't understand Uh, that logic. I mean, the NBA is filled with a lot of brothers, and I'm probably going to take the the dude. I don't know. I mean, I'm black, so I'm probably going to take the He's playing the odds. Yeah, that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going, hey, I'm going to look You got to see the white guy first and then pick. I need to to see him shoot a jump shot and make a couple layups or something like that. I got to see him do a couple moves. Okay, so flip it for a second.
1: I'm picking the team, and I got him, and I got you, and I pick you because I think the black guy can play, play basketball better than the white guy. Am I being racist?
2: Yeah, you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you just you're on the, the shitty team yeah, now. Yeah, you, you just
2: picked the color like oh, I picked mean, the white color. Well, it was,
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: no, man, but o- over the years, especially in, in the last decade or so, you know, I, uh, we, we we've talked about this, and we we had we had Jason and, and Bobby. We, we got deep deep into it in a lot of ways, but. Uh, that's what I and i use that term unintentionally racist like can can you be racist by ignorance and accidentally mm. and and, accidental and uh, racist. what's that accidental racist. accidental racist unintentional racist you could be racist cuz you don't know any better you that's ignorant yeah that's, right. the, ignorant that's the ignorant part of that's, it. That. that's ignorant yeah i don't think i'm ignorant for sure right uh, it's i mean and, and i'm not saying i do this i'm just saying it's i think about it right you know, I, I used to do a joke on stage, you know, you know when, when things were really supercharged, I said, uh, I, you know, it's to the point where I'm afraid to go to Starbucks and order coffee the way I like it. <laughs> 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 and ha- and then had to sit for a second, you know, but, but the, the, the
2: cream and sugar in your coffee?
1: No, 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 no. What? The, the,
2: the other one. <laughs> well, I look at the Starbucks. I don't even look at as the racist. I don't even look at Starbucks like that. I look at Starbucks like I'm going in an order a person. So if yeah. you're a problem with dating somebody, just go going in and say, hey, I need a tall, thin blonde, and they will give it to you. Yeah. What's her name? Brittany. Bring her out for the back. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's what you do. So, uh, Do you worry
1: about getting... Ca- Hansberry brought that word up. Do you ever worry about now in the current environment that we're in, do you ever worry about
2: getting canceled? I do. Uh, just because of the way that they treat Dave Chappelle, so I think right? he's, a, he's the person that everyone looks up to as a comedian. So if mm-hmm. they can try to cancel Dave Chappelle, if I said something even slightly off-tilter, off, off tilter, they, yeah, they're most likely going to cancel me. Because he powered me. through. He, uh, he, he powered really, through, yeah. but that's
1: my, that's my problem. That's my problem when people are so quick to cancel. If they would have, the in, in the incident you're talking about, that particular Netflix special, yeah. if they would have listened to mm-hmm. the entire piece mm-hmm. And listen to how brilliant it was, and how it was crafted, and how it ended so powerfully and magnificently. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have said a word, but they just—they you know, just heard the buzzwords and like cancel them,
2: right? Right. <laughs> But I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. That I, it, was I did too. Thing, yeah. But it almost to the point where I couldn't write a review on it because I thought, is my name going to be tagged to Dude, it? I'm and kidding. sometimes when you see something like that and it's so it's so overwhelming and and you know they're under the the, the gun and it could be canceled, you don't want to, A lot of people they don't want to tie themselves to something like that, sure. especially if under some type of like uh, scrutiny mm-hmm. or something like that. You don't tie your name as oh, well. Dino, he's supporting, him, so let's go ahead and try to get him canceled yeah. also. No, I you see
0: that all the time on yeah. TV, like hosts of uh, The Bachelor and that kind of stupid shit. They you know they. They're just uh, uh, guilty by association. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then, then yeah. I mean, like
2: any type of scandal. Like, if, yeah. it, if it was a scandal, me yep. and Dino was caught up in a scandal, you two probably would back away. They were probably yeah. like, hey, we got to wait till everything, to, the, wait till the air well, is no, clear. I drag them down with yeah, me. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to uh, I would
1: drag them down with me so hard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going, going down. Line. I ain't going. <laughs> I ain't going by myself. <laughs> oh,
2: man. So, under a scandal, you're dragging them all down? Yeah. With them. No. Isn't it, funny? It's just, <laughs> you all burn with me. It's and... just the opposite. I mean, you
1: know me for a lot of years, yeah. but, you know, I, I jokingly say I would drag them down. But at the same time, I would take a bullet for either one of these guys, too. Right. You know, right. I would protect them, mm-hmm. you know, and say, no, I would say, no, it wasn't him. It was me. Right. You know, this is my podcast and so forth. It wasn't John Whitney. You know, he was only felt comfortable saying what he said because he was. A, I'm responsible. So that a unspoken code then though, right? That's kinda. The, yeah. In a way. In yeah. a way. But you know, and, and and maybe when you talk about your family and your life on stage, you would think you would think that because you're talking about yourself and your environment and your life that you should be able to say whatever you want without fear of being canceled
2: but I get a lot of scrutiny behind because I say that my mom had 11 kids in 11 years, and which is true, yes, right. she did, but then people say, well, you shouldn't be talking about her like that. And I say, well, she was just firing babies out. I mean, no one knows. I was mean, having a baby every year, and some of us close to 11 so months. That's fact. See, this
1: is this is, this is where it gets me crazy, and I say, are we uh, uh, accidentally racist or accidentally biased or accidentally wrong? Whose business is it, is it of theirs to tell you not to talk about your mother.
2: Cause they, they ground at me and they'll come up and say, well, you shouldn't be talking about your mom like that. I said, well, I'm telling you, I'm giving you some information about my family. And I thought that's what stand up wasn't, but I, I make it funny. But other people are laughing you still have that small, mm-hmm. but you're always going to have a small yeah, handful of yeah. People I, are just I, not going to, you, you hear that like, from uh, like
0: <laughs> audience members or peers or, or both or not, you know, like, this is all audience members. People yeah, come to the show yeah.
2: and they don't come up, you know, after the show, they always want to take photos and right, people right, come right, right. to you and they'll whisper to you that you shouldn't be talking to your mom about your mom like that. I'm like, well, it, it is my mother. You don't know her. Right. So, I mean, obviously it is true. So when they see me, like my, oh. my favorite is you, you shouldn't be talking about your mother like that. And,
1: but it was a really good show. But it was hilarious. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you were so
1: funny.
2: You were so funny. It was oh.
1: like, you know, they, they, they
2: hit you and then they, and then they kiss you afterwards. And, uh, well, the same thing with, like, talking about my dad being illiterate. People think that, I mean, I said illiteracy is is everywhere. I mean, sure. this. I mean, I mean, I I experienced it firsthand, so why shouldn't I be able to talk about it? And that's one of the things that always made me when I first started doing I said, are these people going to, is something going to be relatable to these people? Mm-hmm. They, or Will they understand my struggles growing up as a kid? And I said, even though we may not have the same struggles, but it's, it's true. And if they can't, they don't think it's funny, then it's like, oh, you shouldn't be, they think it's a, it's a black eye to me. Right. For
1: years, you were doing both. You were doing stand-up and you had a regular job. Yeah. Yeah. And and I remember that you were always afraid to take that bold step into those deep, deep waters that were just stand-up and, and nothing more. Now, that's all you're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how do you feel now, now that you're in this world? Could you ever think about stepping back out and going back into a corporate world. And I, right. It's, it's just,
2: it's kind of cringy. Yeah. Cause I mean, I think the regular nine to five is, I think I'm gonna have to just write right jokes for the rest of my <laughs> life because I don't think the nine to five is, I mean, it's okay, but you don't have the same time frame. I feel like I'm taking up all my time and my day doing like a regular nine to five, but this is my passion. And then when you can I do know. something as a, as a passion and I would do this for free, but I, we just happen to get paid for it. So that's something I really wholeheartedly, I believe that I'm, I can. I would do this for free. You right. told me to get up on stage, I would do it for free. And then I, just so happen they're gonna give me a check to actually make somebody laugh. Well,
1: there was a lot of years where you did do it for free. You went to open right. mics and you just, you know, and, and amateur nights and, and and working it, you just wanted to be on stage. stage. We did that for free. We're, yeah. Nobody I... was paying us. We were taking our time out and, and <laughs> sacrificing our our nights. But you have a discipline. Yeah. Uh, I, and it, I it, people always make fun of me that said, "How well, you you must really listen. Uh the other night when we were at the club I said I gotta get up at four thirty, and you said I'll be up. I was up at three thirty, and you were up at three thirty writing. Mm-hmm. Is that your is that your discipline? Is that when you get well, up? To yeah, do I'll, what you I'll, do? I'll pop
2: up and I'll just have a little pad and I have to write, type notes or something on my phone, and I'll end up laying back down. I'll get back up in the morning. And I'll reread it. Just, yeah, because it's something I always say. I have to write something every day. If I don't write something every day, it feels like I'm actually falling behind. Because you see, so many comedians are so successful, mm-hmm. but I say when I get my actual chance, I want to be prepared and I want to be ready.
1: Um, if I speak to your contemporaries, and when I say contemporaries, I, I mean like your your friends Bobby Bobby Dodd and, and Jason Banks, who you're currently on the road with a lot. Uh, Jason Banks has nothing but amazing things to say about you. Yeah, and and where you're at, and and I think the biggest compliment that that when I was talking to him one time, he said, "I said, How, how's Kenny doing?" He goes. Kenny, he's almost getting too funny. He's almost getting too funny where it's like, you know, I know that Banks has got a built-in audience right now, and he's riding an incredible wave. Yeah. But he actually has
2: said, you know, Kenny's almost getting – I had to get on
1: stage and just
2: work a little harder. That's what he tells me all the time. He says because – I don't know. I, I take it so seriously. I mean, because when I go on the, I know when I step on that stage, I either have to perform or I'm gonna get booed. And I'm always trying to critique something to make it funnier. And funnier. You're not uh, gonna get booed. What are gonna say quietly? But, but yeah,
1: but, but <laughs> you say you say silence is the equivalent For of a
2: boo. boo yeah, yeah, it is. So S- uh, silence is a boo without the. Without boo. the boo. 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 But 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 do you know even as comedians. I don't think we go on stage like, "Oh, I'm trying to be better than my headliner or my compadre." I go up there like, "Hey, this is the material I have, and this is how I'm going to present it to make people laugh." Now, it's really up to my compadres or like that to do the same. To bring it.
1: Yeah, Banks mm-hmm. would never say to nah. you, "Look, man, um could you could you cut that one bit out because he would never say that um, I ha- I've had that happen you've had that happen oh, I've yeah. had that happen
2: yeah multiple big-time headliners they'll say hey that's a little too funny It's yeah. a little too
1: funny and and a little too I, I do something similar well you know what you're getting paid two three times more than me let me have why, it. what what you yeah. know it's on you right. yeah you know, no I'm not gonna cut and I did I did early on I, I would say oh okay mr so-and- so mr headliner because you know I didn't know if that person was gonna be able to influence uh, me getting a, a, a better job and a better club down the line, so I, I, I did it. But then when I started to make that that graduation from feature to headliner, it's like, no, uh-uh. I mean, w- with, with, the, with the job comes the responsibility. But a lot of times
2: you start out like even as some, I mean, I remember a time, I can't even, I won't say the headliner, but you start out as a feature doing like 20 to 25 minutes. By the end of the weekend, I'm doing seven minutes. Because they're like, hey, you're a little too funny, and I I can't have you. I don't want to follow behind that. And so, I mean, yes, yeah, so is it a compliment, or is that just something to say, well, okay, well, mm-hmm. I need to either tone down my material. No, so. no,
1: you should tone down your material, but it should be a nod to the club owner and say, well, you just made a bad booking. If you, you know, if you want, because the feature spot is, I always called it the rocking chair spot, you know, if you can't get laughs in the feature spot, if you can't do well in the feature spot, then get get the hell out man because opening the show is hard yeah it's opening you have to you have to set the table different skill sets you have to, different skill sets i mean well, I, I still to this day i still think one of the most important jobs on any stand up show is the, is the host and mc yeah. he has to set the table he has to convince the audience that what you're going to see tonight including myself is going to be very enjoyable and i'm here to convince you that these first 10 minutes are are just my my reassurance that the guy coming up behind me and the it's guy hilarious. after him are going to be good, right? You know, and if he doesn't care about his job as a host, I think that that plants a seed in the audience. Like, oh, well, he he, you know, what kind of night are we in for? It works one of two ways, in my opinion. If the host and the MC is good, they're gonna love the feature act, mm-hmm. and if the host and the MC sucks, now they're oh, now they're. Looking forward to the feature, feature and they gotta and, dig herself out. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, like say, I hope this guy's good. And then when the headliner gets up there, depending on what,
2: what has transpired,
1: you know, everything's everything's cool,
2: right? But uh, but they're always expecting you to have something. I mean, I remember like the the, the woes and the lows of like starting out as a comedian. I, I remember even with uh, going to open mics at the Funny Bone when they used to have them, it was the old Funny Bone, and I would come for three weeks straight and wouldn't go up. Because you couldn't go up an open mic because you had to bring five people. And so I Mm, talked to Rick Tempesta. You you Uh, didn't have five people? I I couldn't bring it. Yeah, for some reason, I couldn't bring five. And I just walked to Rick. I said, Rick. Then I, I was like, Rick, listen, I've been coming here for the last four weeks, and you haven't put me up. He looked me dead in the face and excuse my French. He says, well, bring five motherfucking people. didn't kidding. And then that just, that just changed everything for me. So I said, even though I couldn't bring five people, it just motivated me to write even more. They get funnier. So the next time I got on stage, they couldn't deny me. And then, yeah, eventually, at, well, at some point, they want you to go up on stage. I
1: feel bad. Was it hard to find five people to come see you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, was yeah. it difficult? Yeah, with 11 siblings or something. Yeah, you would think it would be easy. Yeah, right? You would
2: think. <laughs> you would think <laughs> they always say i'm funnier than you so that, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. i mean go to the cousin bank
1: at least <laughs> yeah. and get five cousins if you can't <laughs> yeah. get five siblings
2: yeah back then, yeah it's it pretty hard to get five people to come out and see them. so yeah it's like ah oh. what year what year we're talking about this like early 2000s uh probably yeah early 2000s right. yeah, yeah. yeah i'd say that yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you've been at it a while now yeah. how long have you been at it? uh 15 15 yeah. years ago. yeah it's a,
1: it's, yeah. it's been a minute mm-hmm. since you started doing that and um do you get i and I'm going back to ancient history uh when i was when I was on the road when I was on the road it was different than I would imagine being on the road now you know uh we didn't have to worry about political correctness and we didn't have to worry about being cancelled you know and so forth it was it was it was we were free to be you right. know and and it was a different thing and yet I still remember times on the road when I would get uh, depressed and and question shit on a
2: regular basis. Do you ever get that? Every week. Every (laughs) week? Every week. We just got back from New York, and I I knew... The material that I wanted to use, and I went rogue on one show, and I just said, forget it, I'll just go. But there's still pieces of material I would love to do, but I think it's too borderline. because Like we were talking about, the cancel culture, is it too racist to talk about me living in a small town? Remember, that I used to live yeah. in a small town where I was the only black person. And I said, you know, it was cool. I mean, I felt good because, you know, I liked the attention I was getting. Um, and I was gonna get a statue and a plaque in and in a in a parade when I got back. And I was like, well, the cool thing. And in the first nine months I was living there, yeah, I was pulled over twenty nine times. And people always think that, that you know that's it's, it's borderline, but it's true. Like how many times I was pulled over? And I said it's by the same cop though. His name was Doug. He was a Capricorn, and he likes the Browns, uh, not these Browns but the that's Cleveland right. Browns. That was his team. And so not the, a good memory that guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So,
1: I know you were all nervous about that show. Banks was even nervous about that. Oh, show. Oh,
2: Caroline's in New York. Yes, and that was uh, you know, a. That's a and, legendary club, man.
1: It's a legendary club, and um, and and I told him before I, I, we parted company on on that uh, that night at the club. I, I said just trust trust in yourself, man. You're you're better and bigger than you think. Because he said I'm gonna go to New York, and they don't they don't they
2: ain't gonna know who Jason Banks is. So I'm curious, how did it go? It was yeah, it was it was great. Um, the only wrinkle that you had to basically weave yourself through was because the culture changed. Like, it, you know, New York is a big melting pot. So right. you, I mean, people that look like me, they speak a different language. They could be Russian, whatever, and they're coming to the show. Yeah, they, maybe they don't know, understand every joke, but they were there to the, the laugh. And they came there. It was great shows. So everything went well. Yeah, yeah it was same. perfect. Yeah, we saw a couple awesome. um, big time. It's like Michael Collier. He came out. He was a, a big time headliner. Yeah. Uh, he's been on TV and stuff. He came out to the show, um, took photos and stuff with him. The, yeah. It was this. New York is just a different monster. Mm-hmm. It, uh, that's. Would you go back? You want to go back? Are you going back? What's I would love to go back and perform at the club, but I could not live in New York. That. Yeah. It's, it's, it's intense. Too, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm claustrophobic and really? yeah badly and so is this room too small for you uh, uh, no, no i see an exit so as long as i can see <laughs> <laughs> as long as i can see exits i'm fine but like new york it seemed like there was no exit like everything was surrounded by buildings and it was sunny the first day and once it started raining oh, i kid oh this is really bad cuz even the buildings look sad like i'm walking around i'm yeah. like oh my goodness this is not good but yeah yeah it looks and, like the buildings are crying yeah and, and every two seconds somebody's bumping into you you got to maneuver and people's like get the hell out of my way they're they're just talking to you in any type of way because this they're new yorkers and i'm like oh this is different. my daughter lives in new york Does she?
1: well I, I sent her up there for school uh when she graduated she went to otterbein for a semester and then she wanted to audition for the musical theater program in new york city and i was of the frame of mind at that point whatever my baby girl wants i'm gonna try to make her dreams happen and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, "Wow, she's going to audition it." I mean, I knew my daughter was good, I, you know, but I thought she, I, I'm not saying she, I thought she was just Ohio good. I didn't know how she, <laughs> but she good. she got in. Wow! And, uh, now I'm moving her up to Marymount Manhattan, which at the time was about even back then it was like thirty-seven thousand dollars a year for sure. Tu- tuition yeah
0: not to mention the uh, rent you yeah, know yeah. well she was in
1: the, in the, the dorm or they, something. Had, they had dorms yeah they had dorms she went she went up there and she has not left she went to school there and she stayed there have and, you visited oh yeah i visit i visit i haven't visited lately but uh uh i have visited before uh, over the years i've gone up there i moved her up there you know I, I took her up there. that sucked i talked about this on the podcast before i moved her up to New York city and then three days later it was 9 11. Oh, oh, shit! Oh, yeah, yeah. Her mother crying. You go get her and bring her. home. I'm like, I, I, don't think I can get into the city. But yeah, was, it was, it was, was nerve wracking. Oh. And she made it through all that, and 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 now she's, uh, she's uh, the GM of a, a rock and roll club called Arlene's Grocery in in Manhattan. She's the GM, and she books the club, and she's a great singer-songwriter and a performer, but right now she's taking the, she's you know, she's you backstage of it all. She's, she's now the person that people have to go through in order wow. to get on stage. Oh. And she's taken this club, and she's risen it from the ashes, as far as I'm concerned, because they were on the verge of closing during COVID. Mm-hmm. And she came back here and lived for a year when things shut down, and then when they said things were opening back up again, she went back to New York and asked her to come back. And she puts in probably 60 hours a week running right. this joint, but man, she's the real deal. Right. She's the real deal, but she loves New York City, and yet she hates New York City. Right. It is a love-hate relationship. Every time I go up there, I love it. I love New really? City. Oh, I love New Because you,
0: you know you're coming back home, you know, eventually, maybe, yeah. Maybe, 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 maybe. Because you're just visiting. Huh? Right. Yeah, you're right, just, right, yeah right. I'm, I'm just visiting. It's Like when my grand, my parents are like cool, like. Madison but I'm never ready. I'm never ready to leave New York. Yeah. When
1: I go there, i I always wish I could stay another day, and I'm like, could I live here? I don't know. Maybe I could. I lived in Chicago, you know, and uh, I lived in Los Angeles, and I and I hated L.A. Oh, I I think I would love L.A. You think? And now, <laughs> are you going to be talk are, about are, rainy well, you know, New York?
0: You well, got that's kind
1: of my next my next question as you progress. You know there's no such thing as an overnight sensation in this business. Right. I mean sometimes some some comics hit a lucky streak and 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 fly early, but uh you know, you got 15 years in. Banks has got his years in. Yeah. You know, he his was uh he even said it on the podcast with us. It was a happy accident. He was just bored during COVID and started doing something that caught on. Right. So, but do you think about the next depth in your career
2: yeah i mean i like to move my my biggest my goals for comedy is i would like the headline and but also i want to go into basically doing like animations and everything else that veers off with the entertainment business i mean yeah stand up yeah that's a start i know for a fact you were taking acting lessons as well yeah how's that going it's, it's, you, you think you're a good actor? Yeah, you I think you could be a good actor. I, I think I could be a great actor. Uh, I just need, the, I mean, the right opportunity to actually get it done. Um, and I think I don't know. I mean, because I always say New York, you have to move to New York L. A. But a lot of people say you don't have to do that anymore with the whole social media. No. the way things are going now, and they said you didn't have much that much exposure like you I, do now. I
1: got friends mm-hmm. that are getting cast in because they do a lot of shooting in Cincinnati, in Kentucky, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, in Chicago, and and they are. They're getting cast, looking in the camera, and and people are looking. They don't have to go, actually, to Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or L.A. They just submit the auditions, and and people are going off of that. So,
2: so that's a new thing, then. So that's yeah, something that's, new.
0: And was it? Spielberg uh, for West Side Story got like just some no name uh, Maria. You know, I, I think that that that's I think that's a trend as well. Like, mm-hmm. let's just get the most talented person, whether they got a name or not.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got a name? If you ain't
0: got a name, you're in, man.
1: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so would you rather do comedic acting or would you rather do dramatic acting? Because they say that comics make some of the best dramatic actors.
2: Yeah, I'd better do dramatic. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. I mean, I can write I mean, funny. I can write funny, but I can, I can be very dramatic, too. So, yeah. It's, I think, I mean, just be able to dig into raw emotions. I mean, that's a, all acting is. like. you ever I, think about going on stage and doing theater? I would love to do theater. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I, but I don't, half the time I don't know how the first thing to actually dip into something like that. So I got to basically you and do me Marissa. both. You know, yeah, so. people
1: have told me, you know, you should you should do theater, and I'm scared to death to like, do theater. It, Isn't it funny that we can sit there on stage and memorize a half hour to 45 minutes of material with no problem, but the fact that I have to memorize someone else's writing for 45 minutes to an hour scares the fuck out of me. I I concur.
2: Right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, like, I don't like the way he said that. (laughs) 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 I want to go and do my own editing, but I know you can't do that. So it's
3: like... I got some notes. Um,
0: You want to improvise. I just want to improvise. I just want to improvise. Tennessee Williams is dead. (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: I think we're gonna keep Arthur Miller's words just the way they are, Kenny. I think we're just gonna. I think we're gonna go with what, you know, it's it's, it's called Death of a Salesman. I, I, I don't think he should be a salesman. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what if he was a stand-up comedian? Actually, I got it. I, I got, it I, I got I, it. I got it. Actually, I think the premise of Death of a Salesman could translate well into stand-up comedy film yeah the whole i mean scene for scene i think it could be it could translate oh, into in, 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 into stand-up
2: oh, well let me ask you a question have you ever seen the movie <coughs> joker have you seen the movie joker yeah, yeah. What, did, what did you think about that as far as a as far being, as as far stas, as, as which part of this, him being a stand-up like I mean, it was uncom-
1: it was uncomfortable <laughs> it was uncomfortable i mean but that was like and 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 uh yeah, I mean, I didn't th- not not his performance of doing stand-up, but just the fact that where his mind was mm. was was an uncomfortable, uncomfortable place. Was it a
0: little too close to home, or I mean, uh, worried that that could be you? I mean, no, what, what yeah, no, well, well, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't. Well, no, I mean, I've I mean, never thought in the course of my comedy no, no, career no, 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 that no.
1: I could slip and become a psychopathic no, killer. I mean, you're no, you're not the next no, Joker. No. But no. what
0: what made it uncomfortable?
1: This character. I mean, the, the way the mm-hmm. character was written. I mean, he did a hell of a job as Joaquin you. Phoenix as an actor. I mean, he, he was effective in, in in showing us. You know, it wasn't so much uh, about him doing stand up. It was more about the rejection in life, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: and 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 that rejection, in my opinion, was the fact that he nobody wanted him to
2: perform. Nobody nobody got him. But the thing is, like I, I, I've seen comedians like that, even like open mics, or you would see them come in with that same mannerisms and everything in personality, and I always wonder, okay, I mean, they could maybe this is therapy for them to get up on stage and no one's allowing them to do it. Oh, is it,
1: is it isn't isn't stand up quietly and secretly on some level therapy for us on some level? Yeah. they always say that some that comedians as well, and it's not everybody. Right. It's not everybody. They always say that comedians off stage are, are very sullen, dark people at times.
2: You know, <laughs> do, I not, do I think I'm dark? Uh, no, no,
1: probably it's, not. <laughs> no, but moody. I mean, we talked. Yeah. you. Said, I asked you about depression. Yeah, and you said yeah every week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's
2: well. What depression? What? What are you, are you? Is it is it depression or is it fear? Um, part of it is depression. Depends on the weather. Like I have this thing. If it if it's dark clouds or if it's raining, I go into like this different type of mindset where I really don't want to it be. It's it's a different Kenny. Um, really? So yeah. Absolutely. Because when it rains
0: and it gets dark outside, I, I I'm just the opposite. Really. I I had one of those therapy lights at work for the longest time. Same shit. Because we yeah. get there early. <laughs> shitty weather yeah
1: i'm the opposite I, i'm the guy that thinks that's, that i'm the guy that thinks that sunlight is overrated <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well my girlfriend she has a she has a uh, what, what is a candle car what is it called what's it what'd you call what, it uh, yeah the uh, therapy light all oh, therapy light is that what
0: it's called yeah, yeah it's the i mean it's just
2: it looks like an ipad and it shines light on you yeah yeah, you can. I'm mean, gonna sit on there for 30 minutes at a time. I, like yeah, different just, colors that
0: flash. in your No, eyes it's it's what? like a natural, it's like a blinking light.
2: Light. It was just it was a solid like sunlight.
0: So huh. how
1: do you handle? The it didn't work. Depression. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? When you know it's coming, when you know that demon is is knocking on the door, what do you do? I close myself
2: off to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'll shut it. I'll shut it. Everything. Shut down. down. I'll completely shut it down. For how long? Um, it could be sometimes it's a day. Uh, sometimes it could be like. 48 hours. And and what if you have a show that night? uh, I pray. (laughs) That's an honest answer. Yeah, I'll I'll pray and I'll get on stage and I'll be happy to get through the 25 minutes and I'll go back and I'll just shut myself off again. I'll be happy to get through the 25 minutes. So you
1: can do that? I mean, and comics have this ability that no matter what's going on in their lives on any given day over the course of, you know, you think about a 24 hour day. Yeah. And if you are depressed on any given day, for say, for 23 hours, and now you got that one hour where you got to be on. It's amazing that comics go up on stage and flick that switch, right? Do what they got to do,
2: and then come back and you know, I'm right back to where I, I was, but, right? Because you know, most comedians, we're I mean, we're creatures of like habit and routine. Like right. I mean, because I have a routine that I I do two or three hours prior to the show, and once that depression stuff sets in. I try, I try to stick to it, but then sometimes I'll just sit there. And I'll what's just, the routine? Um, I Usually I, I have to get up. I have to shower at a certain time. I have to look at my notes and go over everything again, even though I may know my material, I mean, front end and the back. And then I have to take a walk, and I have to walk around wherever the, the, the place that I'm at and, and talk it out loud, and I'll come back in, and I'll sit, and I'll go back over it again, and I'll just have to watch some on TV, and I'll just have to zone out so I wouldn't do all that stuff when then I, when I walk to the show then I have to be ready. Then I go look at it again, and then...
1: I'll i got to be
2: honest with you, that, that's exhausting. That sounds it exhausting. To me. It is. It is. But if that's what it takes yeah, to get there, it's a lot of energy. And then you already know, like after a show, um, even when you're feeling like that, you still have to get up because you still have to do a meet and greet. So everyone right. wants to take photos with you, and you're like, oh, man, everyone wants to touch you, and people are...
0: The high of the stand-up doesn't kill the depression no
2: yeah no because once you get <laughs> <No>, out
1: <laughs> no it's interesting you know when you're in a good place in your head uh, the high of a great show is truly a high but if you're s- sad and depressed it's amazing that that doesn't, doesn't that doesn't that doesn't flick the switch i mean you could put on the happy face and you could smile but all all you're thinking at least it was for me is like,
2: i can't wait to get get out, out of here, here. yeah i want to go back and just be by myself yeah and sit there uh, I know that's kind of a little dark but it's like no hey.
1: it's true though yeah it's yeah. It, it's truth it's a dark maybe the, the fact but
2: but I wish there was a way that I could basically I mean I don't know if it personal therapy I always try to look at stuff as personal therapy so I can try to get over that so it wouldn't keep happening but it's been like that all my life though um so
1: but uh, you say to get over it
2: or but maybe manage it's, a,
1: maybe it's a part of you
2: mm. could be. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it's a it's a, a part of, because, and I've said it on this podcast before. I I suffer from depression. You know, I was clinically depressed back in the in the in the nineties, and I remember that one trip I made to Indianapolis, and I had my medication, and I forgot it, and I went to Indy. And I was halfway to Indy, and I couldn't turn around and get it, go back and get it, because I would have been late for the show. So I had to go and do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the, I think it was uh, Crackers in in Indianapolis. Then I had my medication.
0: And it got to be a slippery slope on those first Two nights. <clears throat> Being from Indianapolis, just the fact that you survived that weekend was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on the medication,
1: and
2: the medication. I, do
1: you take medication I don't. for depression? No. Okay, all right.
2: I'm and and yeah. I'm. I've I'm I mean, taken some before, but I, was, I wouldn't take it. I mean, I always. I mean, I tried it, but it didn't. It just didn't. Didn't kick. Didn't yeah. do it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. This this medication made me. Uh, it, it it helped me get up off the couch, but it made me very ambivalent. Mm. I had no passion for everything I was literally walking through the set now the set was tried and true I could have done the set you know and I stepped up and did it but oh, autopilot
2: you was yeah, not, yeah. I was on autopilot yeah
1: and then on the Friday night uh, no no I'm sorry it was it was Saturday it was Saturday it was like I was sweating and uh, like three days now without the medication and, and like whew. and I did Saturday night and I, and I got through it and 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 then I woke up Sunday morning and I don't know what happened. Something clouds parted. I felt good. Everything I had, I woke up with a whole different perspective for the first time in months. I took pen to paper, started writing down jokes, tried them on stage that night. They worked that ain't nothing better in the world. Or right? Yeah. Ain't yeah. In the world when you write a new joke? <laughs> I'll come back to that. But, uh, When I came home, I didn't go back on the medication. I stayed off the meds, maybe because I enjoyed the way I was feeling. Not being a student of depression and not knowing how fucking stupid
0: that was yeah we've for the record uh podcast listeners we've talked to a psychiatrist before and he says that's a bad idea, oh, it's bad <laughs> idea. don't went, do I what
1: dino does I, I, stayed <laughs> off, I stayed off the medication and went to my doctor because i see you didn't re-
0: renew your pres-
1: did you not renew yeah, your yeah. prescription for effects and i was on like an elephant dose of it and i go no and i told him the story and he goes and, he, and and my doctor was a friend of mine i went to college with him he goes are you are you insane I have people that are on 50, you're on 350 milligrams of Effexor. I have, I have patients who are on 20, and if they don't take it, they wanna put a gun in their mouth if they go without taking it. Because what that was was the manic high. And, and then whatever happens, like I feel great, I don't need my depression medicine anymore. And then boom. boom, they crash hard when it happens. That did not happen to me luckily. And I said, wow. And I haven't been on depression medication ever since. But and and I'm saying if and I've said this on a previous podcast ages ago, it bears repeating because nobody's going to go back in the archives and look, if you're if, if you suffer from depression and you're on your medication, you they wean yourself off the medication. It's OK to eventually get off a of depressive medication, but don't go cold turkey. It ain't like smoking cigarettes where I'm gonna quit smoking and you try to go cold turkey, or I'm gonna stop drinking, and uh, which would be ridiculous. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, but but that that you know that that happened. But man, I, I felt like me again. So I, I I
2: get it. Now you try to manage it. I, I just isolate myself because I don't know be honest with you I don't know what would happen if I stayed around like just a bunch of people because I know how moody I'll get I don't want to like snap on mm-hmm. somebody because I'm generally I'm really I'm really nice so I mean uh, I'm very sociable and I'll talk to people but when that kicks in like if you say something wrong I get real I, I could get really irritability
0: snappy. is like one of the number
2: one uh, you know symptoms of, of male depression mm-hmm. so I, just, I don't know what would happen so I, I instantly. I'll just try to isolate myself as much as possible, and I'll try not to have a lot of communication mm-hmm. with anyone. So, yeah, I just... The group you're hanging with now, with Bobby and
1: Jason, it's a family. Yeah, it's yeah, a family.
2: That's my brother. And you yeah. guys
1: have had a lot of success mm-hmm. on the road. You're playing packed houses. So, I mean, life is, life is good right now. So when you guys are all just hanging out, you know, for the other 24, 23 hours before the show, I mean, what's that all about? I mean, what do you guys do? You go? Do you, do you guys have separate alone time where you by yourselves, or do you collectively as a group, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, everybody has the, their like leg- when you go to New York City, like all right, we're all going, to, we're all going together because this is our adventure, and every you know, it's not every man for himself. We're gonna, we're, you know, we're gonna be, we're gonna be like together. a band. Yeah. You
0: know?
2: Well, we generally experience everything together. Like we'll we'll we we'll always eat breakfast in the morning time. We will have to get up and then we'll go together, but. Even with Jason, Jason's a little more higher maintenance than uh, me and and, and Bobby. So Jason, he'll need the time. Like, okay, he may want to go out, take a little smoke break, and we'll all be walking and we're talking. But we know that. So we'll go ahead and gear into that because we know he wants to get up super early. Me, I, I'd rather just sleep in until 11 o'clock and then get something to eat and then we'll do it that time. But we always take it like, we'll walk or maybe walk around the city and try to find something to do. But we're always thinking comedy, how to make the show better. And we're always like bouncing ideas off that's each other. So yeah, fun. So, yeah. God, it's like, that's so fun. Yeah. It's, a beautiful, it's a beautiful life. Yeah. And, you know, most people don't know the comedians they're with. And like I'm fortunate enough to know Jason and have a relationship with Jason and have a relationship with Bobby, like, and it's like these guys, they're like nothing. I can't, I, I can't say nothing wrong, and I, yeah, to their, to their eyes, we'll just have a conversation about it, like,
1: yeah. But you realize that at some point you're gonna have to pull yourself off the pack and 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 go. Yeah, is
2: that scary? Uh, it is scary, but it, it's something that I know is needed. It, it needs to happen. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate everything Jason's doing, um, uh, for us. Like, you know, cause he didn't have to pull us. He no, didn't have to pull he did in, not. Yeah. He, he could have to anybody he wanted on the road he, with him.
1: He, he is, he's in that respect, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bringing your family along with you. Yeah. Not your actual family, but bringing you, your family, your brothers in, in comedy with you. No, I, I, I take my hat off to him.
2: But he said it's just a comfort thing. He said, you know, I'm comfortable with you guys knowing that, you know, when you guys go on stage, I know you guys are going to bring it. and I don't have to worry about that. So
1: it's a it's a it's a secure, it's interesting you know he's the guy mm-hmm. but there are insecurities on his on his end as well so this is kind of a comfort thing for him yeah as well in addition to well yeah i mean you know if someone told me like we would like you to do this brand new podcast and and here's here's uh frank thompson he's going to be your <laughs> video guy and and here's 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 sally mckenzie she'll be working <laughs> the audio i'm like well, I I want Greg and John. They, uh, I, you know, I don't know Sally, and I don't. Who the fuck is Frank? <laughs> Sally's probably way better than
3: me, though. Yeah, by the Frank way. is very talented, by the way. <laughs> very,
1: very talented. He's very talented.
2: You know, but I get it. You want you want that blanket, man. Right. <laughs> But now that we're all on the road, you always get... We, well, we know a lot of comedians. You know that, Dina. You know, we all... Um, the comedy community is is small. Everybody thinks it's big, but it's very, actually, really small. Right, so is. a lot of us know each other. So when we go on the road, you're always getting people... Because uh, did you experience that, too? A lot of people always want to guest spots on your show. Mm-hmm. You, a lot of people, and then it's like, um, oh, And then you give a guest spot, and then they're... It's like... Bum, 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 <laughs> yeah, and you're like, whoa, wait a second. Um, like, they're not that funny. So it's like and It gets uncomfortable. It, it's really uncomfortable. It gets uncomfortable. And so, Dodds has to come back out and save the show. He may have to come out and do a joke or so to try to bring me up, or I just have to come out and dig myself out of a hole. Right. All of a sudden, you're, you're <laughs> shoveling like, oh, God damn it! You, uh, you said that you were know. funny, and they they always say they're funny, and then it's like, oh, what are you gonna say? You know, <laughs>
1: what are you gonna say? You're to guess what. Are you funny? Eh, yeah. What day is it? <laughs> it depends. It depends what seven minutes I do. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I got a killer seven minutes, but I'm thinking of doing the other seven, you know, because it's some new, stuff some new
0: stuff that I think is really right, good. Right, right,
2: right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I because oh, we had to take other hosts before because Dodds can't go to all the shows, so we'll take a different host. And sometimes, I mean, we had to talk to one host and say, basically, say, "Hey, don't do all new material up front because you don't know if it's going to work or not." Even though the crowds were sold out, and he experienced it where he tried ten minutes up front all right. new material. And, wow. it, and it yeah, is. As you say. And that's
1: the beauty of, of, of not having to do it for a living anymore. I, I, when I say I don't care, I do care. I do care every time I go on stage, but I'm not afraid to try something new because I know my livelihood doesn't depend on it. And, and now it's just, now for me, it's just the, the fact that I even put pen to paper and actually attempt to write a new bit or get a thought and make a note in my phone or on my notebook. I think that's the fact that I give a shit still after all these years of not doing stand-up as a career is that's, that's a win for me, you know? And, and, and I've noticed that uh, there was a time where I missed it a lot more than I, than I do. And and I, and, and it's usually when I get on stage and I go, God damn, I miss it so much. Um, As I get older, it's shifted. I, I I miss it, but I don't. A couple years ago, I would have gotten off stage and couldn't wait to get back on stage. Mm. And now I get off the of stage and I go, "That was fun. Uh, I'll do it again soon, maybe." So forth, but it shifted. It shifted into other types of writing. Mm. So it's not that I just started stop writing funny. It's it's I'm writing different kinds of funny. I work with him on on, on scripts and 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 other ideas so it's kind of shifted and maybe it's my age i mean where do you
2: think i'm 63
1: where do you think you're gonna be at 63
2: i mean that that, hopefully uh alive for one yeah a live one but then hopefully if we've already had a a bunch of tv credits Mm -hmm. and we're Having this podcast again, we're just talking about all the stuff. Oh <laughs> well, no, then I'll Kenny be like 90. Mock That's okay. <laughs> like yeah. 90. Like, who? <laughs> you
1: interviewed Kenny back in 2022. Kenny Mock? That's a stupid name. All of a sudden I'll turn I'll turn like an old Jewish man. Oh, yeah, upset. Kenny, yeah. what the what the Kenny mock? What's he mocking?
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Dino! It, it, and Dino's gonna have a VR headset on. We were gonna do it all yeah, through yeah, VR. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be this, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't see ya. <laughs> Is that my hand? That's my hand. <laughs> but here's the thing man, oh here, here, here's here's
1: the thing. I, being a creative person, I'm thrilled that you finally embraced it full time. Yeah. And now that's your life. And you're taking acting lessons and yeah. you're not resting all your laurels on the comedy. You wanna keep learning yeah. and improving and educating and ex- and having new experiences. Yeah. And part of that is because you do have the self confidence in, in yourself that I, I do have this skill set. Now I may need to, much like stand up, develop it, but I got it, and right. I'm and I'm, I'm going to do it. And yeah. I think that's the way I I've gotten it at 63. I have other skill sets that I need to focus on. It's almost like you know, like like. A, I would, this is the only time I'll compare myself a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time I will compare my I'll put these shoes back on. Yeah, look at those shoes. The little Nikes. Yeah. The, 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 the,
2: the ladies' Nikes. <laughs> so cute. It's the smallest Nike sign I've ever seen. They are, man.
1: Shoes. First of all, you don't know how you don't know how much pain I'm in right now. Just having lifted my leg oh. up on the table all the way and put it back down. My, my leg, my, if my leg had a voice right now, it'd be saying, "Motherfucker,
2: what were you thinking?" But I bet it is not the same pain as my eyes were straining on how small that font of the right, Nike right? side. <laughs> the font <laughs> on that Nike. right? It's like
0: Nike doesn't even want to own yeah. that brand. That's and true. I got 2010 yeah. vision. I was
2: like, well, <laughs> that is a small ass Nike side. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh,
1: oh my God, Kenny. I, I, I. We got we got to start wrapping things up. But uh, I, I want to say thank you, first of all, sincerely. I've been trying to get you on this podcast for a long time. You have been the most... Of, I got Jason Banks on a two-parter. Jason Banks has exploded all across the world. And I can't get Kenny Mock to commit to a Tuesday
3: <laughs> for like the
1: last two years. Because of whatever, you know. And, but that's fine. I got you tonight. i yeah. got you tonight. It, he made it. He yeah, got you tonight. Yeah. And, and uh, I've sincerely enjoyed this. And... Uh, uh, there's so much more i could get into but maybe i'll save it for another time when you come yeah. back oh, you absolutely. Know, we, can we can talk love about some other things Yeah. Uh, continued success um i, I, I don't if, if that poker conversation that night lit a fire then 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 it continue did. to keep the fire lit man because uh, I, I think you're great and i get such joy watching you on stage it's uh, there's the like i said earlier there's an honesty and uh, a sincerity to what you do and how you do it. And um, you do it well. Thank you, Dino. I You're welcome, that. Kenny, yeah. man, and, uh, I love you. So yeah. uh, the guest bottle this has been uh, the the Yellowstone Handpick Collection. Which, very good, uh, very good. We'll have some post cocktails after it's all said and done. Hansberry with a little bit more business. Let's we'll do some business with Kenny. The yeah, first, yeah, Kenny. Uh, uh, see, a website, see, see, social media. I'm, I'm horrible
2: about this part. Uh, social you know, media where stuff. Where can people, you
0: know, uh, Just, where, can, uh, where can we find you? It's
2: all the same. Just one word, Comedian Kenny, and it's on all the social media platforms. Unless it's on, uh, was it, Snapchat. It's like Comedian05. I need to change I don't the think comedian. any of our listeners have Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no risk of that. No. Yeah,
0: no, you'll be right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got any shows um, coming
2: up? Yeah, this weekend we'll be in Rhode Island uh Comedy Connection in uh, Rhode Island. Okay, and then we'll take a whole month off because Jason, we both really need a break. I mean, yeah, we've been at it yeah. for like like nine weeks straight, and that's a I don't know how long the grind is for like a comedian to go on. Uh, I,
1: I I when if I did more than three weeks in a row without a break, I would I would get yeah, I'm, we're a little stir crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nine weeks in a row is a lot. it's yeah. a, lot. That's
2: yeah. a yeah. lot, man. Yeah, nine- Living the dream, man. It's well, hot. you got to
1: strike while 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 it's hot, man. While yeah. it's hot,
2: because we don't. I mean, we don't know the shows and stuff. Everything has been still sold out, so we may mm. have a lot of great shows and people awesome. are coming out to see Jason. But you know, I mean, it's, it's fun to get the you know the exposure but sure. between me and Bobby. We appreciate Jason and everything he's doing. So yeah, it's, you said it, would,
0: it a couple times when you like you want to be prepared to kill it. So right. that's you know you got a f- f- full house. Yeah. yeah, you kill it. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, to go. I don't know if you
1: had a chance to listen to the the two parter with with Banks, but it was interesting because he talked about a lot of things. You know, he he how the success of the whole TikTok thing kind of overwhelmed him, and and the fact that and, and this is where I think in some ways you're almost kind of better off because one of the things that he expressed was people are are watching what he does, the videos on TikTok, and that's a TikTok guy.
2: Yeah, and
1: they go and they expect the TikTok
2: guy on and, stage. And on stage, All those little characters and you know, funny yeah. stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 Where's yeah, Derek? Yeah, every, yeah. every show they say, "Hey, where's Derek?" And he's like, "Listen, I'm not. I'm Derek's dad, but I'm not Derek's dad." Yeah, and,
1: and that's, that's like you know, he almost has to fight that 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 wave of popularity to say, "You you know what? Yeah. This I was Jason Banks funny before TikTok and." And God bless him; he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it's it's, it's really, that's that's a that's a tough cross to bear. Yeah, you know, when when you don't give them exactly what they want every time. So that and in some ways you can go up on stage and you can give them the full Kenny. Yeah, they don't know <laughs> me.
2: They they don't know me yet. Yet. Yeah, they don't know yet. me yet. But I mean, after every show, I always get people. And I get. I mean, I get hundreds of followers on Instagram every weekend because they're oh, like, that's great. I wasn't expecting. But a lot of people, you know, have you ever noticed that when you was a feature, they they always say, Hey, I wasn't expecting the the feature or the right. MC to be funny. They always right. a lot of people come and say, oh, well, we wasn't expecting, wasn't that. expecting that. Yeah. Or,
1: or then I'm sure over the course of your career, you've got they pulled you
2: aside and I said, We thought you. Better than the headliner. Yeah, they do, and, and it's uncomfortable. That's yeah, a very uncomfortable conversation. And Jason hears, it, and I was like, Banks. He's like, Kenny said, so what do you think about? I said, I have to let him know. Like, listen, I mean, I understand that you have your opinion, but everyone has an opinion. They have their own taste of, of mm-hmm. comedy. So you may you may like me a little bit better, but I mean, Jason is funny. Yeah, yeah you're. Yeah, we're you're we're here this with Jason. is his show, and I'm just a part of it, and I'm happy to be a part of it. And that's it. So and I leave him at that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't lose whatever that was that you just communicated, don't lose that because I think from experience that that sincerity again, and that, that honesty will, will carry you and lift you and protect you uh, down the line as you continue to get more successful. So, I mean, you you got your eye, you got your eye on it, you know, you know, and uh, good luck with everything and, and good luck with, those battles that 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 we have as comedians, those demons, they exist and demons are sneaky motherfuckers, man. They just kinda of he's sad let's get him he's sad let's get him let's go get him now he's he's, it's raining it's raining he hates the rain the buildings are crying he hates
2: when the buildings are crying let's go get him and that nike side is real small his
1: eyes are watering trying to read that shit my
2: eyes are
3: watering
0: Okay, uh, we were so close to uh, wrapping up. Hansberry, do whiskey the business. business so we the can podcast wrap with whiskey, up. not so much about whiskey. Yeah, uh, whiskeybusinesspod. dot com. You can find all archived episodes, vid- videos, photographs, writings, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, if you're a uh, subscriber, or you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, thank you very much. Smash that subscribe button. Smash it. <sighs> Give us a five star review. Uh, and and uh, go ahead and write something there because uh, that helps us uh, out immensely. Uh, what? Yeah, and I do know. I didn't
1: mention it in the beginning, and I'll okay. get. I'll probably. I don't want to get in trouble, but we want to thank the Evergreen Podcast. Oh, I, that, I mentioned, it mentioned it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Our, 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 I, wasn't, our, I really wasn't paying attention
3: to you. You were
0: pouring. I
1: extra was pouring whiskey. Really. I was, be, I was be, right, being being a good host. <laughs> I was busy uh, yeah, being the a good Evergreen Podcast
0: host. Network, evergreenpodcast.com, our parent company. Thank you for uh, putting up with this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. Johnny does YouTube. a great job. Uh, he, he posts the entire uh, unedited yeah, version. Yeah, you mentioned that. Earlier so I'll clean. Well. I'll clean it up and make me look good. I'll like do some voiceovers yeah. and ask like some really smart questions right. and so, Some okay. sexy music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whiskey business with Dino Tripodis on YouTube. <laughs> And smash that subscribe button. Click yeah. the bell and get some bing, good, bing, uh, bing,
3: alerts. Bing,
1: bing, you know, bing, uh, bing. on second thought, maybe, <laughs> maybe 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 Sally and Frank would be better. Sally uh, Sa- maybe Sally and Frank would be better producers in, in the in the big picture. <laughs> or maybe maybe just Sally. I love Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: keeps his mouth shut. Oh my God. I'd be like, call me Sally. If it makes <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a whole different podcast for another time. Kenny, thank you, man. Thank you, guys. For thank, having you. Me. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Kenny Mock. Thank you, Greg Hansberry. Thank you, John Whitney. My name is Dino Chapotis. Until the next bottle. See ya. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy.